Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Belhaven on the board. The game preview? Let us, let us move on to the game preview. Ohio State and Nebraska. I'll kind of start this off here with my thoughts. Uh, you know, basically right now we have Scott Frost on the edge. Scott Frost nipping at your nose. I think he's uh, whether three, three and five, three and six. Yeah, I think three and six. They're one of those that played week zero. I think. Yeah, that's right. They played week zero, three and six. So basically, they have to win out in order to make a bowl game, and yeah, that's not going to happen. You look at this team. Uh, Nebraska has played a lot of close games. They played a lot of teams really tough. You know, I do think this is. Uh, a team that has played much better than their record shows this year. But when I look at, you know, this game, the teams as a whole, and I'll kind of start off with Ohio State. Yeah, they came off a tough loss against Purdue. (laughs) Wow. That was Nebraska. Nebraska came off a tough loss against Purdue. So, you know, you wonder after continued losses, you know, kind of where their head's at. In terms of Ohio State, a tough win, you know, against Penn State. And I didn't really give credit to Penn State in the last game, and I will this time. You know, Penn State, even after that loss to Illinois, they came out, they knew what they wanted to do against Ohio State, and for the most part, they executed pretty well. Uh, they played Ohio State tough, so um, it was a it was a good game. But, you know, we talked about it last time. Ohio State uh, should not have let Clifford throw for 350 yards. I'm not really too worried about that this time i think you know the big defensive keys uh we got to fix the fix the gaps up the middle you know there there's no reason that adrian martinez should be able to throw for chunks of yards right through the middle right we're talking about adrian martinez the same nebraska team that ohio state has faced the past two years right where martinez is prone to you know fumbling the ball and throwing turnovers, especially when it matters the most. Yeah, I was going to say, dual threat to fumble or throw an interception. So I'm not too worried about that. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we got another defensive touchdown. Uh, on the defense, you know, I, I even after last week, knowing that not everything's fixed, I expect them to give up 17 to 24 points. You know, Nebraska has done that the past couple of years where, you know, the first drive last year, you know, they drove through Ohio State's defense like butter on the first drive, right? And then Ohio State kind of settled down. Nebraska still scored 17. I feel like it'll be similar, right? Where Nebraska um, will find some find some niches. You know, they'll score in a couple drives. You know, they may even, like, 2019 go to that uh, like option, uh wing formation. You know, try to confuse Ohio State's defense just to score. I could see Scott Frost throwing, you know, the whole kitchen sink at him. Uh, I do think this defense will be prepared. I think the line will play good. Uh, they have been getting, I think they're second best in the country at this point, which is kind of surprising. And, you know, like uh, QB pressure, QB hurries, uh, and maybe even sacks. I'm not sure I'll have to look that up. But uh, either, either way, the defensive line has been playing a lot better. So I expect pressure. 
even though you know Nebraska may score 17 to 24. In terms of the offense, um, the problem last uh, week was that you know they moved the ball really well again, but didn't score in the red zone. I don't think that'll be as much of an issue. I think Ohio State will finish drives this time. And there's no reason to think why they shouldn't put up, you know, between 42 and 52 points like they have the past two years. Uh, this is the same Nebraska defense. You know, I will give them credit. Their defensive line is playing better. And so, you know, for the offense, I do look for Henderson. Um, that offensive line to get some push, you know, that might be a little tough go to start, but I do expect Henderson to have, you know, bounce back and have a big game. I think uh, this offense will put up gobs of yards again, and there's no reason this shouldn't be, you know, like a 45 to or 52 to 24 type game, and that has Ohio State easily covering the spread, and so that's why I'm very confident, and I'm putting 25 on Ohio State covering the 15 and a half at Nebraska. The Buckeyes with 25. I don't think there will be much of a defensive change, but I do think we will see a little improvement. Uh, but mainly because Nebraska can't really, you know, fully exploit Ohio State like uh, Penn State did. So uh, give me your thoughts on the game, and if you agree. Okay. So with Nebraska, I kind of see them as something of a poor man's Penn State. They're very similar teams to me. Um, Adrian Martinez is very much like Sean Clifford. I, I think the styles are a little different, but offensively um, they kind of remind me of one another in their bouts of success and futility, you know, kind of that wavering back and forth. Um, and, yeah, styles, again, different, but Adrian Martinez, when he's on, he can hurt you through the air. He really can, and he can hurt you with his legs, similar to Sean Clifford. When he's on, he you know, and he's got Jahan Dotson, he can hurt you through the air, and he can hurt you with his legs. Both of them are prone to bonehead mistakes, just like you said. right? So even though their styles look different, uh, you look at the numbers. I think um, yards passing, a touchdown to interception, not exactly the same, but they're fairly close. They're in the same ballpark. right? And I'm saying that because kind of you go back to what you said, um, you know, hitting those passes. Those passes. That gap in that zone that Ohio State leaves, the uh, young dental student that's doing the Dr. Pepper toss into the uh, you know foam can at the halftime of a bowl game, that person can hit that spot in the zone all day long as well. And, and frankly, as we talk about the keys of the game, that's the first thing I'm looking at. Given that I feel that Adrian Martinez is similar in that Nebraska feels similar offensively. Can we do better than 11 and 16, 11 for 16 on third down conversions? I mean, can we stop them when they have a third and long and, Oh, Hey, look at that gap in the zone, boys and girls. I'm going to throw it right there. Oh, third and 13. No problem. First down. So, that's what I'm looking for defensively. They got to button that up. I do think they are improving with the pressure. They're improving uh, outstandingly in the uh, uh, run stoppage. They got to shut down that third and long, and, and, and especially, and most definitely the third down conversions. Offensively, don't be predictable. 
on your run game. I like the I formation. They got into the I formation a few times, and you know they'd try to run the same play though over and over again with it. It seemed, and to no no avail. But you're seeing a lot more of the I formation lately from different teams, and there's a reason for that. You know, with all of the spread RPO and all of that stuff. Teams have converted to, you know, 3-3-5 and some variation of that where they have more defensive backs and blah, blah, blah on the field, right? So run the I formation at them. That's an old school, uh, you know, get a lot of people on the line, get a full back, and, and run right at them, you know? And that has been successful from time. That's not something you can run all game long. Look at Iowa. But... It, it, it serves its purpose. So I, I would love to see them get in the I formation again a few more times, but just be consistent and not predictable with your run game. You know, and, and if they can button those two things up, you know, everything else being equal, uh, then it'll be a big win, a very big win. Um, I'm just not sure. Sh- I'm kind of sure the offensive piece will work out. I'm just not sure the defense isn't going to leave that soft zone out there. And I, I'm, I'm looking at probably 40 to 24 myself. Awesome. Seems to be 25 we're uh, pretty much on the same page. So we're going to move to uh, week 10 uh, previews and picks. Really the only ranked first ranked matchup is A&M at Auburn. So if you look at this game, these two teams are very similar. Um, they both have been playing better, especially A&M's offense. Even though you know the past couple of weeks they played, you know terrible teams in Missouri and South Carolina, uh, Auburn has also been playing uh, better both sides of the ball as well. And so both of these teams, you know, come in uh, playing better at the right time. However, still very similar. This game is at Texas A&M, and this is and that's why I'm going to take the Aggies to to win and cover the spread at home. Uh, Auburn's not a very good team on the road, and Bonex doesn't play very well on the road. And that's been a consistent thing the past two years. Um, all, you know, all, A&M's defense is pretty good, and they're one of the better rushing defenses. And when Auburn has had to run the ball against pretty good defenses, they tend to stall, uh, even though they have a great running back. And so I look for A&M to hold them against the run. Uh, I don't think – I think this might be back and forth. A&M pulls away late, wins by a touchdown um, at the end here, you know, something like 20 – you know, 28, 31, 21, 31, 24, that type of game. Um, I think it'll be close, but I, I do have Auburn covering, or I'm sorry, I do have A&M covering, and I'm going to put 11 on it. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, and it's funny, too. I don't know if you, you get this way, but, you know, whenever you send me your picks and I see the ones that we're different, different on, I always go and second-guess myself. I'm like, wow, did I did I pick right and then I'm look at them like man I should have picked the other way I should have picked the other way and this is one of them like why, why didn't I pick A&M <laughs> he's right Auburn's terrible on the road why didn't I pick A&M um, probably because uh, yes I agree A&M since that, that Bama game especially they're playing much better but I do think Auburn is as well you know since Auburn got beat up by Georgia um, they look a little different Um and I can't get over the fact that A&M, they still have some ugliness on the front end of their schedule. And I'm not convinced that they're fully through it yet. 
Um, but you're right. This one was tough for me. I wavered for a while. Um, thought about A&M being at home, but ultimately I decided to go with Auburn, and I'm going with Auburn with 13 points. Well, if you took my pick, she wouldn't be ahead right now. That's true, but the the week where I really pulled ahead, you had COVID, and I can't imagine that you were thinking straight anyway. No, probably not. All right, moving to... Um, a, a couple other games, you know, that uh, are interesting, uh, mainly Michigan State-Purdue, really just because of the line. You know, you look at this game, two and a half on the road at Purdue, and that's really surprising. I mean, I know Purdue's been playing better. They're five and three, you know, which is surprising, good for them. I think it's just because of the way they beat Iowa and their uh, knack to beat top two teams, you know, even though Michigan State's ranked number three. I I just don't see it. I know, you know, Michigan State coming off a, a big win. Uh, I think they know what they have to do. You know, I think they're going to be ready for this game to handle their business. They have Maryland next week, um, which, you know, I think that might be more of a letdown game before Ohio State than this one would be. Um, but I think they know, you know, what Purdue has done. I think they're going to be prepared to go on the road against Purdue. And that's why I'm confident that, you know, only two and a half, I think Michigan State, Stay even if they have a sloppy game easily, you know, wins by a field goal, even like on the last second kick. So I've got 21 on the Spartans to win and cover. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I looked at that too. And here you go. You have the number three team now, uh, Michigan State. And then you see uh, two and a half spread against uh, Purdue. Um, yeah. My initial reaction was no way. And Penn State, absolutely. But then I thought about it. Yeah, well, Purdue does have some nice wins. Oregon, uh, yeah, Oregon State, you know, Iowa. Um, so th- they definitely have some some nice wins out there. Um, but they also have some, you know, they they, they lost three games, obviously, and they uh, barely beat Illinois. And another thing I noticed with them too is they're like off on, off on. You know, they they destroyed. Iowa, and then they got beat, and then they came back, and then they won. So, and I think last week they beat Nebraska, so it feels like it's time for them to come back down. Um, Briefly, though, I gave them consideration because that was a hard, hard game that Michigan State won. And I know it's cliche because it gets said often, right? But, you know, will they have a letdown after an emotional win? And I, I I do think that that could be an issue for a while in this game with Michigan State. Um, but ultimately, I, I just think Purdue is ready for their downturn, and I think Michigan State's better, and I'm going Michigan State 16. I do agree. You know, there could be a letdown, um, but I just don't think so this week, which, you know, like I said, is why I'm so confident. So, All right, well, I'm going to go into – the rapid fire portion, well, for me, the semi-rapid fire. Oh, so you, you've downgraded it. It's no longer rapid fire. It's now semi-rapid fire. Well, again, I have to put some meat on that analysis. What are you, Congress putting uh, restrictions on the rapid fire? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Well, I do have to increase the amount of time this airs, much like the increasing gas prices right now. <laughs> 
All right. Any other games of interest before we go? Um, I'm just looking over my list quickly. There's a lot that interests me mildly, you know, just because Clemson, are they going to start turning around? Minnesota, they seem to be taking charge of um, the West Division, um, you know, things like that. Um, Washington, Oregon interests me. I don't think Washington's very good, but again, Oregon, you know, I go back to the comparisons and you look at the games they played, the teams they beat and how they beat them. It's just, who did they play last week? They won like 52 to 29, trying to, the, the team's escaping me, but I know it was not a very, it's Colorado, that's right. Scott, Colorado scored 29 on Oregon. Minnesota um, shut uh, Colorado out 30 to nothing. Now, I know we don't like to you know use the one-game data points and the transitive property, blah, 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 but it's just a microcosm of it. Oregon got lucky. They stepped into an Ohio State team that had no clue what they were doing on defense. I, I still believe those two teams play right now, and Ohio State wipes the field with Oregon. And I'm taking uh, Washington in this game. I'm not overly confident. I'm only taking him with three, but it says something because Washington's not very good. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm going to start uh, basically from the top. Uh, game's in order. So I have, uh, of course, first pit. 20 and a half point favorite at Duke. I'm going to put 24 on Pitt. Uh, Duke's defense is atrocious, not a good team. I think Pitt will run it. Yeah, I think Pitt will pass it all over him. Win easily, got 24. Bueno. Uh, I have three on Georgia. Man, that spread is really tough, 37 and a half, but it's at home. Mizzou's defense is one of the worst in the SEC, and I don't know if Mizzou's going to score. So even if you know Georgia wins, I don't know. You know, 41 to 3, that covers. So I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to take 22 with Wake Forest. Two and a half points, dog, two and a half point dogs at UNC. Wake, you know, this is going to be a shootout. Neither team has defense, but I trust Wake's offense more. Give me Wake. I'm going to take 13 on Minnesota to cover 14 and a half at Illinois. I know a little tricky one. Uh, Minnesota has been playing a little bit better on offense, even though they just lost a running back. Illinois has no offense whatsoever. I, I don't think Illinois is going to score much at all. So I am going to take Minnesota. Of course, 25 on our Buckeyes. I've got 16 on Ole Miss. Liberty has played an awful schedule and the only, you know, power five teams that played Syracuse, you know, they lose to. So I'm going to go with Ole Miss, even with injuries to cover at home. I've got four on Tulsa. Uh, I know this, you know, Cincinnati might be pissed off and, you know, looking to have a big game after those rankings, but Tulsa plays tough against uh, hard competition, even though the record's not great and they're on a great team. I think they'll show up to play and cover that spread. I've got 20 on Penn State to thrash Maryland. Uh, I think they'll bounce back, have a good game. I've actually got 19 on Notre Dame. I know it's a 20-and-a-half point spread. Uh, they really haven't covered that at all this year. Um, but you look at Navy, uh, of course, one-dimensional. Even though Notre Dame gave up 200, uh, 200 rushing yards to North Carolina, I still think um, they'll handle that and they'll be able to score enough to cover. Of course, 21 on Michigan State, 14 on Wisconsin, uh, mainly because Rutgers, I just don't feel, uh, has the offense um, to you know work through Wisconsin's defense, especially that front line. 
and Wisconsin's playing much better lately. Got 23 in Oklahoma State uh, at West Virginia. West Virginia struggled against the better defenses in the Big 12. I look for that to continue. I'm taking 18 on the Baylor Bears at TCU. Um, TCU, you know, just fired Patterson. Interim coach Jerry Kill, they're probably going to run the ball a lot. Um, Baylor's defense, I think, holds out here. I've got, of course, 11 on a and I've got five on Florida State. I purely think this is an, you know, an upset pick, and I'm going to take uh, the Knolls at home. I'm going Arkansas, cover at home against Mississippi State. Uh, don't believe Mississippi State should be ranked. They're not a great team. Uh, I look for Arkansas uh, to win in a shootout. I've got two on Tennessee. I've gone back and forth in this game. I actually am taking Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky's offense regressing. Tennessee playing better. I've got seven on LSU, mainly just because that's such a high spread, and LSU might be able to score enough, even though you know Alabama could put up you know 52 again on them. So I've got one on Northwestern till Iowa shows me that you know their offense can increase. I've got 17 on Fresno State to beat Boise State at home. I've got Clemson at Louisville. Uh, I think Clemson will do just enough to win that game. Um, Louisville struggled against better defenses. So I'm going to take 10 with meat chicken. Uh, they've normally struggled with Indiana the past few years, but Indiana's just doesn't have it this year. A lot of injuries. I think uh, Michigan will con- control this game and win easily six with Texas. I know uh, it's at home, uh, you know, or it's on the road at Iowa state. Uh, they play a lot of close games here. I think that'll continue and they may not get the win, but it'll be another close one. And I'm going to take eight with Washington. Uh, Oregon has really struggled. Washington's not a great team, but it's at Washington. It's a rivalry game. I look for them to keep it close. And then I've got 15, San Diego State at Hawaii uh, to cover that spread as well. All righty then. Okay, I'm going to go down my list. I have got Pitt for 10. I have got Mizzou for 6. I get what you're saying, but just still too high of a spread for me. I've got 14 on Wake Forest. I have got 9 on Illinois. I just think um, you know, they seem to play some games pretty well. Uh, Minnesota, they did lose another running back. Um, yeah, I, I think it's this is one of those games where they may have a hard time. Um, yes, Ohio State with 25. Ole Miss uh, with 22. I've got UC uh, for 17. Um, I just, yeah, Tulsa, they're not that good. Um, they're not as good as they played against Ohio State. I know that much. But um, Penn State, 18. I agree with you. I think they'll wail on Maryland. Um, I've got 15 on Navy. Uh, Navy has played some pretty decent games. Uh, they they beat Tulsa, I think. Um, they uh, They're not, they're not, as bad, I think, as the record is what I'm getting to. And if you take away the fourth quarter of the Wisconsin game, uh, Notre Dame hasn't come close to that spread on anybody. So I don't know why they would do it now. Um, Sparty, like I said, 16. Um, I'm taking Rutgers, fairly low confidence, 7. Wisconsin's looked a lot better lately. Um, I just i am kind of looking for them to, to maybe take a... Uh, a week off, so to speak. Um, 
Oklahoma State. I've got them with 21. I've got Baylor with 24. Uh, sadness here, you're right. They uh, fired Gary Patterson. So uh, gone are the days of the drinking games um, when you count how many times Patterson has to pull up his pants on the sideline. 13 on Auburn, like I said before. I'm going with 23 on NC State. Um, already said earlier, five on um, Mississippi State. Um, or did we talk about that one? Maybe we didn't. I've got five on Mississippi State. Um, I've got 11 on Tennessee. I've got one on LSU. I tend to agree with you there. Uh, um, with that spread, I think LSU can score some points. I think they'll be up for this game. Uh, so I'm taking LSU on that one as well. Northwestern with eight. Uh, yeah, Iowa until they show up with an offense. I'm not going to believe it. Uh, definitely taking Fresno with 20. I'm taking Louisville with 12 uh, over Clemson. Um, you're right. Uh, I just Indiana doesn't have it this year, so I'm going with meat chicken. I, too, am going with Texas with two. Uh, as I said, I am going three on Washington. And then I'm going with Hawaii with four. Um, Hawaii, they actually beat Fresno. And they've had a few decent games. Uh, San Diego State lost a game last week. Um, so they're coming off that tough loss. They have to go all the way out to Hawaii. They're probably going to be surfing more than playing football. Uh, so I'm going with Hawaii on this one with, with four. And wouldn't that be awesome? I think that if the Mountain West, that, that's got to be their selling point in conference expansion, you know, if they, if they want to get teams. Hey, if you are, because in the Mountain West, you're, you're not likely to leave early. So if you go to that school, you're probably going to be there for at least four years. You redshirt, right? Maybe more. So that's at least two vacations to Hawaii that you're guaranteed. Um, you know, if you're in the proper division in the Mountain West. So I think that's probably a good selling point to, uh, to recruits and teams. Well, there's nothing else to sell up there. So <laughs> this is true. The Rainbow Warriors. Oh, look, Mommy, it's the Rainbow Warriors. All right. Anything else to add? Nope. Es todo. All righty. And to the rest of us, what that means is we have now completed yet another fantabulous episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and... The boy. Roger.